welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. program. I'm your co-host Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host Keepa Blakesley. And you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we are talking about the Earth to Echo press conference, the films Edge of Tomorrow and The Signal, and the Napoleon Dynamite anniversary statue and interviews with the cast and crew. Plus we will be discussing the book Krista. So right now we are talking with Kiefer, my fantastic co-host, about the new Tom Cruise film Edge of Tomorrow. Kiefer, how are you doing today? Fantastic. How about you? I'm doing pretty well. So why don't you tell us a little bit about this film? Wonderful. Well, this film is what I can say is military version of Groundhog Day, where we have aliens called the Mimics have taken over Europe. And we have Major William Cage Tom Cruise, who has been infected with the blood of one of the Mimics called the Alphas. And so every time he dies, he relives the day over and over and over again. So while the days go on, he's trying to figure out how he can stop this invasion from happening. So what's better than an alien that knows how the day is going to play out and knows exactly what's going to happen as the day plays out? So it's pretty much an action-packed film full of aliens, romance, and Emily Blunt. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it sounds pretty cool. Um, So can you tell us a little bit about the cinematography? And from what I've seen from the trailers and whatnot, there's quite a bit of special effects and CGI. So how do you think that all played out? Well, first with CGI, I love how the aliens, the designs of them look. It looks they look like kind of like nanobites, like you may find like um like a disease. That's pretty much what they're supposed to rep, um, represent. And the action with that is with those ectoskeleton armor they wear. It's full of like guns, of course, and it like makes them stronger. It's it's really cool um, special effects with the cinematography. With with something when you have to relive the day over and over again. You have a. You would think that it would be limited for the locations you're at, but actually, you you go to many places. Like we go to um, the France. We go. We see the Eiffel Tower destroyed, and amazing cinematography, especially with this sort of almost apocalyptic kind of feeling. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds definitely very interesting. What did you think of the film and the storyline? As you said, it's sort of like a military version of Groundhog Day. Um, (laughs) But did you think sort of the plot and the relationships between characters were unique? Or is it something that we've seen before? Well, with a film like this, this kind of formula has been done over and over again. But this film puts a unique aspect to it, of course, with the aliens and the action. But... What's interesting is which, what you see, you may see Tom Cruise's character relive the day 24 times. That's what I got from the director interview. We see him relive the day 24 days. But what we, but the character may have relived the day, relived this day maybe 300 times because we, we're, not, we're not really sure how many times he's relived this day. So you have this sort of kind of mystery aspect of it because you're not always going to know what happens which is kind of strange because we see if something falls and if, and it crashes on the floor, he relives a day and he catches it. 
but we may see something that we may have not seen. So it kind of gives a mystery aspect to the audience as well. And that mm-hmm. kind of gives, that gives to also the kind of comedic aspect, because you know, our, we know our main character knows everything, but we may, we haven't seen what he's seen sometimes. So it's, it, it adds something new, especially with the characters. I love Emily Blunt. I love Tom Cruise. They do add a unique aspect to the relationship as well. Mm-hmm. So can you talk to us a little bit about the action scenes and sequences? Um, because I know since this film is sort of placed in the future, it seems they probably have some pretty cool technology. So can you tell us a little bit about the weapons and the action in this film? It's kind of like the not-so-distant future. Mm-hmm. I mean, we still have cars. There's not flying cars. There's no robots, but it's pretty much those... Oh, dang it. I was so excited for the flying cars. Everybody no. always looks for those. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the ectoskeleton suits, actually, those have been... Those are great design. In fact, I saw an interview with Emily Blunt. Her suit, her, her only suit, weighed 80 pounds. Oh, my gosh. So, and with all, and it's it looks flexible. I mean, she has to swing a sword around. She has to jump around. I mean, is I can only imagine how much weight Tom Cruise's suit weighed. I mean, it was heavy. And what's funny is Emily Blunt was was thinking that it was going to be on wires, like kind of like a puppet. But when she put on the suit, she was like, "It's just really heavy." And Tom was trying to give her a pep talk, but it was it drove her to tears because of how heavy the suits were. But they look amazing with the with what they can do i mean we have there's no jetpacks but we have like guns like pop out we have like we have these wristbands and it runs on batteries so whenever they take the battery packet out they can't move and that's kind of that's has a little laugh or two (laughs) (laughs) i can imagine that would be very difficult to be running around and acting while wearing an 80 pound suit oh yeah (laughs) You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Raven DeBanny. And I'm your co-host, Kiva Blakesley. And today we are talking about the Earth to Echo press conference, the film's Edge of Tomorrow and The Signal, the Napoleon Dynamite anniversary statue and interviews with the cast and crew. Plus, we'll be discussing the book, Krista. So right now, me and Kiefer are discussing the new Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt film, Edge of Tomorrow. And we were just talking all about sort of the visual aspects of everything and how it's futuristic, but still, you know, not too crazy far ahead in the future um yeah. but can you talk to me a little bit about your favorite scene if you have one? Ooh, i would have to say my favorite scene will have to be Ooh, that's how i went mm-hmm. okay when yeah okay finally this is when he's he doesn't have the power anymore spoiler alert and he's pretty much going through the whole entire the rest of the day not not knowing what the rest of the day is going to play out. So that kind of we shows how, how the character has evolved because in the beginning of the film, Tom Cruise's character, Major William Cage, is a bit of a coward. He's not willing to go out there and fight. But by the end of this film, since he lived the day almost 300 times, he's more strong, he's stronger. So it's cool to see our character fight off these aliens, not knowing what's going to happen now because the rest of the day is about to end, then he doesn't know what's happening next because... But the joke is, what's next? Well, I, ha- well, I don't know. I haven't gotten this far before. <laughs> <laughs> so I like that scene because it shows how our character is stronger. Absolutely. Um, d- can you talk a little bit about your favorite character? I love Emily Blunt. She is my favorite character. Um, Emily plays Sergeant Rita Favatskis, uh, her last name. But um, she's a strong, weirded character. It's kind of like those 
women um, fights for women's rights. I mean, she's she's pretty much the 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 person who started the exosuit. So she's the sort of the secret weapon. And there's actually a secret that she has about in the film, which I'm not going to give away. But I like it because she has this sort of aspect to her that she knows what William Cage is going through. So they work together very nice. And again, she has no idea what's going on either. I mean, she's, she thinks the day is just a normal day. But to William Cage, it's like he's relived this day over and over again. So mm-hmm. it's kind of cool to see how she doesn't talk very much. But Tom says, I know your middle name is Rose. And like, I didn't say that what you did mm-hmm. last time. So I That's like so Emily Blunt. Yeah, I think, you know, if you're having an experience with someone that's, like, lived that day over and over and over again, you kind of have some catching up to do, and then you yes. have to, like, figure out what's going on over and over and over again, and they're just constantly, like, getting more knowledge, and you're, like, stuck behind, so <laughs> I think that's pretty cool. Um, So is there a message behind this film that can relate to, you know, non-alien apocalypse times? <laughs> Oh, well, that's, that's, well, I think the best thing is pack an extra grenade. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just carry think... them around. There's going to be kids <laughs> all over the place just carrying grenades, thanks to Don't you. do that, kid. Don't do those kids. Don't do that, kids. Uh, <laughs> I think the moral of the story is just have courage. I mean, it's kind of a corny um, message, but to be honest, it's pretty much this whole reason this character went through is because he did, just didn't have the guts to go fight for pretty much his country. So just go out there and just have some courage. And you're not going to be able to save everybody, but you just got to have a backbone. It's really kind of a hard message because it's usually just point towards the him just trying to save the world by himself because he knows what's going on. So it's just courage. Mm-hmm. Courage. <laughs> um, so what age rating would you recommend this film for, since it does seem a bit intense and violence at times? Oh, definitely, because this he died. They really get creative on how well he dies. I mean, he doesn't die like getting shot all the time, but he gets he dies in very creative ways. Mm-hmm. But uh, and he dies over and over and over again. <laughs> and that's and it's it's actually kind of funny when you seeing how monotonous it is, but I'm dodging the question. Uh, the age range I would give this would be 13 through 18 year olds. Because both the action is very intense, and it was it gets graphic sometimes because we don't show it, but he, the way he dies is both creative and kind of graphic. We don't see everything, but yeah, it's not definitely something for kids, and so, and of course the language and of course, but yeah, that's thirteen through eighteen year olds. Well, guys, be sure to check out Edge of Tomorrow. It is in the theaters now. Kiefer, thank you so much for telling me all about this film. Always a pleasure. Yes. Let's take a break. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Keeper Blakesley. And you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Just because you're a kid doesn't mean you don't have an important voice to be heard. You are our future, and you need a forum to be heard. Tune in to American Pulse on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll talk to the student leaders of America and find out what they're doing to make a difference today. You'll be inspired to start working now for a brighter future later. American Pulse is heard live every Monday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. It's time to lead by example. 
Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey welcome back to kids first coming attractions i'm your co-host keith blakesley and i'm your co-host raven Giovanni. and you're listening to voice america kids and today we're talking about the films edge of tomorrow earth the echo also the press conference they're also talking about the Napoleon Dynamite anniversary and the book Krista. And also the movie The Signal. Right now I'm talking with Jerry on Earth to Echo and his press conference. How are you doing, Jerry? I'm doing very good. It's a beautiful summer day. Fantastic. So um, before we get into the film, how about you talk about the press conference you had on Earth to Echo? Well, the press conference conference it took place in downtown LA and what a fun press conference I met the uh, cast and the cast kudos to them they did very good in the movie it's very oh. challenging since they were kind of the cameramen or camera women and men because they were talking around with the cameras in their hands and I also made the director and the producer and the writer they're all very nice it was pretty fun well it's great I always love going to press conferences like this so um, what sort of people did you meet, what other people did you meet and what questions did you ask them? I, I met the four main kids in the cast and I cl- asked questions like, since Echo, he is the alien in the film, he is actually special animation. Sometimes they use this tiny little robot toy that can move its hands and do its little eyes when they couldn't do special effects. But otherwise, it was pretty much they're looking to the palm of their hands, saying these really emotional lines with nothing in their hands. 
Oh, wow. So uh, somebody walked in, they probably think the kids would be crazy. <laughs> well, I like how they're using like actual animatronics now. and not, It's not always CGI. That's always nice to see. Yeah, it's definitely cool to see that Hollywood's getting to a new generation. And this is actually a hard question I'm always asked, but what was by far one of the most favorite interviews you had? Well, I had two. Well, I had one interview with the cast, and then a Q and A with the director. And I asked, and I asked the director, the producer, and the writer a mm-hmm. question. I asked them what was the hardest scene to do with the camera. And what I liked is that afterwards, the producer kept asking me questions, kind of surprised because I was the only kid in the Q&A. <laughs> so it was kind of funny to see the producer kind of surprised to see me ask a question. <laughs> I was like seeing this little reaction like everyone else is an adult from like from Huffington Post or from the Entertainment Weekly. And then we have Kiss vs. Film Critics right in the front row. Yep, and they're so surprised, and everybody's thinking, man, what is that kid doing here? And then we do our stuff, and they're thinking, oh, my goodness. We know our job. We can ask her questions. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, what's the movie itself? Can you tell us a little about the synopsis of this film? Well, pretty much what the movie is about, it's about four kids, completely normal kids. You know, they're middle school. They're just normal complete kids and they have to move out of their neighborhood and say bye to their friends because what they think is a highway project is tearing last day before they leave something appears on their phone some mysterious maps and late at night they follow these maps and they find something bigger than any of them expected oh so it's kind of well i like to look at this film is is it kind of like super eight or is it something entirely different it's completely different because in okay. it's it's pretty different because in this film they're not going to space at all. They are in a spaceship for five seconds, and really, it's just the length of one night. And they don't do anything that dangerous. Well, actually, they do. That's correction. But it's <laughs> really about friendship, and it's really about if you see something new, it's not dangerous. That's actually it's. That actually really is true, because E.T. and Close Encounters, and now this movie, shows that aliens may be not dangerous. And it's all actually the human's fault that this alien landed on Earth anyway. So it really shows, if you see something new, just don't destroy it immediately. It may be friendly, it may give you life and hope. Agreed. Well, that's what's very scary, is like, us human beings, we're, we're afraid of the things we don't know. Yeah, especially earlier years, like when I talk about earlier, I talk about millions upon millions upon millions years ago. We didn't leave our caves. We just stayed there, like, thinking, we'll get food next day. <laughs> Agreed. And also, and I like how this film does tackle the aliens. And the, the alien in this film looks absolutely amazing, especially since it's not just special effects. Yeah, it's definitely pretty cool. I mean, there is a scene where he's breathing and his literally body is expanding and de-expanding. And he does look like a robot, but he is a creature just like us and elephants, giraffes, and zebras. He is still a creature. And so you can imagine how afraid he was when he sees all of this. But, well, he may actually be a she. We don't know because it's an alien. But Echo... (laughs) Pretty much, Echo has emotions, Echo's friends with them, and it is kind of funny because they're confused if he's a robot or not. Huh. 
You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Keeper Blakesley. And I'm your co-host, Raven Tavani. And today we're talking about the films Edge of Tomorrow, Earth the Echo, and also the press conference, Napoleon Dynamite Anniversary, the book Krista, and the, the Signal. Right now I was talking with Jerry on how he got to interview the cast, the director, and producer, and how we got to talk about the alien it has emotions too, and we don't have to just destroy something that we don't know about. Now, you got to interview the cast, but what do you think, how do you think they did it in the film? I thought they did fantastic, and it's kind of funny because some of the kids played opposites. For example, for example, one kid, in real life, he's really excited and over the top, but in the <laughs> film, he's very quiet, he's very nervous, he's very scared of everything. <laughs> and another kid, in the film, he's always talkative, he's kind of like the leader of the pack, but in real life, he's a bit mysterious, a bit quiet. That type of kid. So it's really funny seeing that they're all good actors and they did so well with the camera shots because half the time they were in the scene, they're behind the camera as if they were behind the camera holding it. Oh, so wow. it's definitely, they did a really good job and this is a definitely hard way to do it. And nobody has done it for a while. The probably last time somebody done a film like this was E.T., that mm. t- sort of old sci-fi style. Oh, wow. So as a sci-fi fan, is it just nice to get back into the old style of, well, science fiction storytelling? It's definitely good to see that directors still want to do the old sci-fi style because I Mm. love new movies, new sci-fi movies. They're cool and all their special effects, but nothing (laughs) beats the original Star Wars and the original Star Trek and E.T. and those films. Nothing beats those. So I definitely think that... This, it would be great to go back to the old way because the old way definitely was the best. Well, that's wonderful. You get like a sort of nostalgic feeling for this film. That's always great to see. Now, we are talking about special effects. What do you think about besides aliens? I saw in the film there was a whole part where they, the a truck is de- disassembled and reassembled in the trailer. Talk about that. Well, that is definitely a good point. And that relates to the movie a lot, actually. Hmm. And it's probably one of the best superpowers i've ever seen an alien have and what's that i mean yeah flying and laser vision you're all cool superman but telepathic (laughs) taking apart putting back together it's pretty much like you can take apart a cruise ship lego ship put it back together with your mind wow and i love it because in the middle of it you see the driver in his seat he's like looking around the only thing he does is buckle up his (laughs) seatbelt Well, like that's if, just... if you're on. floating in midair, that's what you do. You buckle up. Uh, I would do that. It's a natural instinct to buckle up. Yes. <laughs> very, very good. Now, what would you say the moral of the story is? No, the moral of the story is, like I said, don't be afraid of something that's new. And hmm. it definitely shows that friends are friends and friends will always be friends. Oh. Because these guys, they... They are. They were friends for many years, and they are best friends. They're trying to find something that will stop them from moving out and let them stay together. Oh. So it's a movie about it's a movie about friendship. I love movies like that. That's it's always heartwarming. Yeah, it's definitely a movie about friendship and adventure, and just it's a fun it's a fun movie. So, how, what's the age range, and how many stars would you give it? 
Well, the age, good age range is probably 6 to 18. Younger kids will really not care about it, really understand it, because they yeah. will probably not have seen E.T. or any of that. So they really wouldn't understand the specialness of it. And I gave it 4.5 out of 5 stars because the film was good, but it really didn't have a beginning. It was pretty much like, yeah, we're best friends. We saw these maps on our phone. Let's go follow it. Ah, I see. Just get right to the point. Yeah. So I thought it could be a bit more of a beginning. Like they go to school one day and they're talking about it, but it really wasn't. Well, for what it is, it still seems like a good movie. So thank you very much, Jay, for talking about Earth Echo with me. Thank you so much for talking to me about this fantastic film. Yes, this film is out July 2nd, so please check it out. Let's take a break. I'm your co-host, Kiva Blakesley. And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Remember Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Keith Blakesley. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. 
Now we are going to be talking with Kendall and Kayla about the event that they went to for the 10th anniversary of Napoleon Dynamite. And they got to see the anniversary statue and interview some of the characters, which is super awesome because I love this film. So how are you girls doing? We're We're doing doing great. How are you? I'm good. I love talking to you guys because you're twins and you're all synchronized with your speaking and it's so great. And they just talk like that all the time just to get you know, it's pretty fun. Anyway, so talk to me a little bit about the event and where it was and what you guys did. Um, we'll start with Kendall. Okay, so we went to the 10th annual of Napoleon Dynamite and also the statue revealing of Napoleon Dynamite. And the statue was a was um, a, a replica of Napoleon playing tetherball because that's his favorite sport in the movie, and and he always plays it by himself. So they have a re- big replica about it. And Napoleon Dynamite is a socially um, awkward high school student from Idaho who lives with his older brother Kip and his grandma with their pet llama. And Kip um, is a 32-year-old unemployed, and he spends all of his hours on the internet at the, in the chat rooms with girls. And the it was a great event, and I really enjoyed it because they had a lot of different activities because there was a photo booth and also a place where you could do arts and crafts and make keychains. And I just really enjoyed it. It sounds like a really fun time, and it's super awesome that you got to see the statue unveiling because that's so funny. Him playing tetherball is, like, the best. And Napoleon Dynamite is such, like, a fun and wacky movie, so I'm sure the event was just like that. Um, So, Kayla, why don't you talk to me about some of the people that you got to meet in an interview? Some of the people that we got to interview and meet, they were really nice. And we asked them questions like, like, what was the message that your character had to portray? And if you could relate to them, to your character. And a lot of them, a lot of them couldn't really relate, didn't really relate to them because they were playing somebody that was totally opposite of, of them. Mm-hmm. But Napoleon, he could kind of like has has a few similarities with his character and he learned a few things from his character like to smile more (laughs) yeah so you guys got to interview john header who plays napoleon dynamite who oh my gosh i love him he's so funny and then you guys got to talk to Haley duff who plays summer and then um chandrella avery who plays lafonda who is kip's like online love interest and then they meet and fall in love and it's fantastic uh so do you girls have a favorite person that you talk to uh kendall do you have one Yes, I enjoyed talking to LaFonda because she was very nice and she, like, she was really tall. And so she said that she gave some really good advice that if you're, like, really tall and you're in the acting business, don't let that get the best of you because... The, um, the casting director, since she was really tall, casted her for that role. And so she really, like, she was very glad for that because sometimes they don't really want tall people. But mm-hmm. she said 
she told us that just because like if you have something different about yourself that can't stop you from catching your dreams mm -hmm. and she was just just fun to talk to and I just think she's a great role model and Kayla what about you who was your favorite person to interview I like to I liked interviewing Summer I liked her because she was really nice and it felt like I was talking to somebody I know like one of my friends or a family member so it was interesting speaking to her Mm -hmm. And what did you think of the film? I know you got to see it. And this film came out 10 years ago since it's the 10th anniversary of the movie. Um, so it's a little bit older, but it's such a sort of like a classic comedy. Um, and it's just such an awkward movie. Like when you watch it, all the characters are so awkward and weird, but they're fantastic. So really quickly before we're out of time, um, Kendall, how many stars do you give this film? I would get, give it four out of five stars because it was very funny and I really enjoyed it. Also, I wouldn't recommend it for younger kids. Mm -hmm. So, because... Yeah, because it can be a bit inappropriate. I, I agree with that. And Kayla, would you agree? Yes, but I would give it kind of three stars instead because... Um, I don't really think that a lot of younger kids would really get the humor and yeah, it's definitely understand more of a what they're film. talking about. I agree with you guys. Well, it sounds like you guys had such a fun time. Thank you so much for talking with me about the event and the people that you got to meet. It's always a pleasure talking with you too. No Thanks. problem. <laughs> You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Keep It Blake. And today we have been talking about the Earth to Echo press conference and the film's Edge of Tomorrow and The Signal, and we just finished talking about the Napoleon Dynamite anniversary. So right now we are going to start talking with Morgan about the book Crystalinka Law and the Size 13 Shoes. So Morgan, how are you doing today? I am doing wonderful. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. It's a pleasure to have you on the show with us today. So why My don't you tell pleasure. us a little bit about this book? Well, this book is very enchanting, and it's a tale of, it's an, sorry, it's an inspirational tale about the Arthur, and when, one of her favorite memories when she was a little girl, and how she started to become an Arthur, and write books and plays. That's awesome. Um, so, what do you think? about the storyline and like the inspiration about this since it is coming from a very truthful place from the author well well i like the storyline because it really tells you even though it's really gloomy or there's nothing else you really can do that there's always something that might pop into your mind and you can go out and just do it mm -hmm. so do you have a favorite part of this book or something that you thought was either really funny or really inspiring well i thought was real i thought what was really funny was um crystal linkalaw she tried to make a stage in costumes out of her mother's dirty clothes and that was hilarious <laughs> I think maybe I should try it sometime because I've never done it so I'm like here let's try this so and I'm guessing Krista is obviously the main character but is she um the author is she like that person 
Yes. Okay, cool. So, um, so obviously Krista is like a version of the author and stuff that she's been through. So can you talk to me a little bit about the title of the book and why it is called Crystalinka Law and the size 13 shoes? Well, it's called Crystalinka Law and the size 13 shoes because her brother has these, this pair of red tennis shoes and she decides to wear them. And she does have big feet for being a little girl. <laughs> and she put a lot of humor into that. So I thought that was really funny. And it's supposed to be a play about Cinderella, except she twists it a little. And it's really funny how she does that. Mm -hmm. And do you think that this book could inspire young authors and playwrights to sort of advance their craft and go further in pursuing their career? Definitely, because Kristen Linklot, she followed the trail that she was going on. And sure, there are sometimes bumps in the road and sometimes you have a little problem, but she always, you can always solve it. Mm -hmm. And so... She followed that path, and now she has the most wonderful job that she absolutely loves. So Krista is the main character, as we've established, but can you talk to me about some of the other characters and people that she encounters and writes about in this book? Well, she does bring a few of her friends to play and to, the, to come into the play, and they um, all just said yes immediately. So she brought her best friends and... Um, it's about really that, her coming over to play, getting all our friends to come, and they all say sure, and she brings all their mom and dad so they can watch the play, and it's really cute because some kids are really shy to do that, and some don't do it, so. Mm -hmm. And who's your favorite character in this novel? Mine? Crystal Linkalaw. Oh, yes, I can see why. Do you relate to her in any way? Well, she is a little girl, and she came up with this very cute idea. And, I mean, it. this book also does portray the true nature of little girls and what great imaginations we have. So my favorite part of the story was about her because her and me kind of relate because we both have creative imaginations. And I loved about the book how they really had real pictures as well as illustrations oh that's awesome yeah it was well it sounds so like a very cute book and it sounds very fun so guys be sure to check out the link a lot and the size 13 shoes in a bookstore near you and be sure to pick it up and give it a read and morgan thank you so much for telling me all about this book it was my pleasure and thank you for letting me come on Oh, of course. Let's take a break. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Kiva Blakesley. And you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on The Voice America Kids. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. 
You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Do you think that you can't change the political system in our country? Well, one host is doing that and started at age 13. Join Connor Brantley for Hello, the Future is Calling. Our show takes an inside look at what's going on in national, state, and local government from a new and very unique perspective. Connor holds our elected officials accountable and will bring you an unbiased look at what's really going on. Listen for Hello, the Future is Calling every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Kids. Help make a difference. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. I'm your co-host, Raylan Devaney, and today we're talking about the events, Napoleon Dynamite Anniversary, the films, Edge of Tomorrow, Earth the Echo Press Conference, the book, Krista, and a, a new movie, The Signal, and I'm now talking with my wonderful co-host, Raven Devaney, on The Signal. So, Raven, please talk to us a little bit about this movie, because it's not doing very well. Okay, well, this film is amazing, and I love this film, um, just to put that out there, but The Signal okay. is... Um, is uh, the newest sci-fi film that has come to the big screen. Um, and it tells the story of these uh, three best friends, Nick, Jonah, and their really good friend, Haley. And um, they go on a road trip across the country to help their friend Haley move to California for a year. And along the way, um, Nick and Jonah are corresponding through email with this computer genius known to them as Nomad and how they started talking to this person over the internet is because Nomad is a computer hacker and hacked into um, their college which is MIT which is like a huge computer programming college and they hacked into their computer servers and messed up a bunch of stuff and so Nick and Jonah being computer programmers themselves they're trying to like one up this guy and be like oh yeah well like we're just as good as you (laughs) <laughs> and so they're like, okay, like we're gonna, we're gonna find this guy because this guy starts getting kind of creepy. Like he's emailing them pictures of like their hotel room and like their Ooh. car and stuff. Like he's 
hardcore like stalking them and hacking like all of their stuff and so they're like okay we're gonna find this guy so they trace their ip address to this really creepy abandoned house in this desolate area and so they're like yeah it would be a great idea to go there and like check it out so they go (laughs) there and of course things take an unexpected turn for the worst um And so everything goes dark. And when Nick, who's the main character, when he wakes up, he finds himself partially paralyzed and has no idea what's going on. And he's in a government uh, testing facility underground. And um, he's being told that he's highly contaminated and that he's made contact with extraterrestrial entities and he has no idea what's going on. And then he figures out everything and it is more shocking and horrifying than anything he could have ever imagined. And why isn't this movie like the biggest in the box office? I'm because it's box- so confusing. It's so confusing. <laughs> <laughs> That's why people do not understand this movie. Like I've okay, this is a little bit embarrassing. I've seen this movie three times. Okay. Um, it's um, because it's it gets better every time you watch it because then you have more insight. But I think this is one of the weirdest movies I have ever seen. Yeah, I really well, love it um, really? because the storyline is very confusing and it doesn't really give you any background information on the characters oh. um, and what happened to them. Like, you have no idea what happened to them the entire movie. And then there's a big reveal at the very end of the film, but it doesn't really answer any questions. Hmm. Um, but I think personally, I think it's brilliant because um, you're only given as much information as the main character Nick has. So the right. audience is sort of forced to go through the experience with Nick and you're sort of forced to feel that confusion and work through the frustration of it. So I think it's a very immersive experience and I think it's brilliant. Well, as Roger Ebert says, a good film should seem new every time you see it. And so far from the tone in your voice, you really love this film. I do, I love it so much, it's so good. <laughs> but the reason we're, you and I are both angry it's not successful is because, well, the filmmakers constructed this out of a metaphor for the conflict between rational and emotional de- decisions, but this frustrated reviewers because they do this in a non-traditional way. What are, what are your thoughts on this? Um, I definitely think that it takes a very, you have to go into it very open-mindedly. And when the film first starts out, it starts off kind of slow. Um, And like I said, it's confusing as heck. But, (laughs) like, I promise you, once you get to the last, like, five minutes of the film, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, mind-blowing. It was totally (laughs) worth it. Like, every single time, like, the last scene, I'm just like, oh my gosh, it's so cool. Um, and, And I think, like... Something that is very unique about this film is it is very artistic um, and cinematically it's beautiful. Every shot, every angle, all the lighting and color schemes are very intentional and um, very, very beautiful. It's not like typical shots that you would see in, you know, big blockbusters. This is an indie film. It's done on a much smaller scale. Um, But I think it's beautiful. You could take a screenshot from any scene and frame it and sell it, you know. But that's what the thing is with indie films. People like to go to those kind of films because they're more based off passion from young directors and young writers instead of just trying to get the movie as fast as possible so we can beat the box office score. Absolutely. And even though this is a sci-fi film, it really doesn't use any um, 
CGI or like oh, wow. that many special effects until like the very very end. Um, mm. There are a few parts where there's mild special effects, um, just to sort of show the abduction process. I'd say. Wow. But it is it is. I mean, even though it's sort of like a far fetched idea that these people were abducted and whatnot, it is done in such a realistic way that you're able to like. I don't know. It just seems more real because the filming is done in a very real way. Ooh, you, I have to check this out so badly. Well, you're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Keeper Blakesley. And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And today we were talking about the films Earth to Echo, the press conference, Edge of Tomorrow, and also the events Napoleon Dynamite Anniversary, the book Krista, and the movie The Signal. We were talking, and me and Raven were talking about how this movie The Signal really has an interesting way of its camera angles and filmmaking and how the reviewers don't, don't really like this film because of the way they tell the story and how it's a fantastic sci-fi film. Now let's get down into the actors. How, what do you think about the acting in this film? Um, I think the acting is incredible. Uh, there are only about six uh, speaking roles in the film. Uh, there are lots of other like random side true. characters that are just like government people and whatnot. But um. <laughs> But all of the six like main speaking characters are completely unique, all different, very interesting, and every single one of the actors does an incredible job. They really convince you that what's happening is real. Um, and the three main characters, the, the three best friends, is Nick, played by uh, Brenton Thwaites. Mm-hmm. And um, side note, he is going to be the main character in the new blockbuster, The Giver, that is coming out, which is based off of my favorite novel. Yes! So cool. It was really cool to see him in this indie film. Um, whereas opposed to now this huge blockbuster is going to be coming out. Um, and then also Haley, who is Nick's girlfriend and the reason that they are traveling is played by Olivia Cook. And I love her because she plays um, a supporting role in Bates Motel, which is a fantastic show on A&E. Check it out. Oh. And also Jonah, uh, played by Bo Knapp, and he is such a fun like quirky character and um, he ends up being a real hero in the end, even though he's not in... Um, a large portion of the film. He's fantastic. Fascinating. And I just made an analogy. This film, well, from what you're telling me, sounds a lot like The Abyss. It's both a sci-fi film, and by the end, it has this great buildup of extraterrestrial life. Mm-hmm. So, it, I don't know, it just it just reminds me of that because of how real and, well, amazing the art form is. But let's talk about how, this, since this is an indie film, does this really separate it from like big blockbuster hits like maybe The Giver or like other films coming out this in theaters? Um, I think definitely because this film was not advertised as much. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's a difference between indie films and big blockbusters is that you hear about the big ones more. Um, but I think visually the big differences is the cinematography. There's a very um, standard sort of stereotypical way that big blockbusters are shot even if they're super unique films like there's a formula behind it Um, and something that I love about indie films like some of my favorite films um, are indie films Uh, like one of mine is We Are What We Are which is rated R so don't watch it unless you're 17 or can handle (laughs) that stuff but one of the reasons I love that is because um, visually it is very Uh, picturesque and that's how this um, movie is it's very picturesque there's a lot of very beautiful shots and I think um, 
it's just it's just very different visually than a lot of other blockbusters. Well, that's why they're called motion pictures. They're mm-hmm. supposed to show art form. <laughs> yes. So let's talk about what have we learned throughout this whole entire film? Like, what have we learned the, toward the end? Do not go into creepy abandoned buildings if you're trying to stalk your stalker. Don't do that's that. That's all I need to know. That's, <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's common sense. <laughs> no, I think something that um, you that I learned, I guess, in this film, and again, I've seen it three times, so I think each time I see it, I get something new out of it, and I will probably see it billions more times because um, it's just one of those things where I think you get something new out of it every time. Um, but... I think something that I've learned from it is have an open mind because nothing Mm. is really always as it seems. And um, there's always a possibility for things to be completely different than you think they are. That goes for in real life and also for checking out this film. Be open-minded. So how many stars and what's the age range? Very quickly, please. Um, I give it five out of five stars um, because I just, I think it's amazing. I think it's very beautiful. And age rating originally, I think 13 and up because uh, the difficulty following the plot. Um, there are some violent and intense situations and some language for sure. But then my 10-year-old brother saw this film with me the second time I watched it, and it is now his new favorite movie. And he has seen it two times already. Um, but then again, he watches like crazy movies all the time. So definitely, if you're very interested in this film, check it out. But otherwise, I'd say 13 and up. Agreed. So thank you so much, Raven, for t- telling me about this film. We have to check it out. Yes. Check it out. Watch it. This film is in theaters now. Please check it out. It's a fantastic film. You are listening to Voice America Kids. Uh, you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions to watch our video reviews on the latest film and DVD releases and to learn how you, too, can become a, a Kids First film critic. Go to www.kidsfirst.org. Also, check us out on Huffington Post, the teen section. I'm your co-host, Keeper Blakesley. And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. You're listening to Voice Mug Kids. Thank you for listening. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week. these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. What's cooking? Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food. 
beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Bon appetit! We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. 